Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train Grain Week 17 podcast, where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I'm Greg Northey, Vice President of Corporate Affairs with Pulse Canada, and I'm joined, as always, by Milk Poirier of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. Thanks for joining us today, Milt. Hi, Greg. Nice to be with you. So the latest ATC Week 17 report was released on Friday. Uh, What did you see in the report as far as performance data? Well, unfortunately, um, Week 17 looked a lot like uh, what we've seen in recent weeks. Uh, Order fulfillment performance for both railways was probably below the standards that shippers are looking for. CP was very consistent with what we've seen in recent weeks. They continue to kind of trundle along at the 80% or so range. CN did manage to improve a little bit. They got their numbers up to 60% in week 17. However, uh, probably most concerning is that some of the uh, common characteristics or traits that we've been seeing in recent weeks did still play out again in week 17. Uh, Most specifically, the carryover of unfilled orders from week to week, which remains large uh, for both Uh, CN and CP, north of about 1,000 orders a week, and that was the case again in week 17. In addition to that, at a provincial level, um, we once again saw some pretty significant volatility in performance across the provinces uh, and within individual provinces across the railways. Okay, and so you have somewhat of a look at the week 18 performance, week 19 performance uh, in the short term, medium term. Um, Are you seeing anything in there that we should be aware of as we move through December? Well, based on what we can see right now, which is a little clearer for CN than it is from CP, just based on the data that we have available to us, looks like CN uh, might see their order fulfillment performance improve a little bit again in week 18. Although we do expect, once again, that CN will continue to ration shipper orders and that there will be a carryover uh, from week 18 into week 19. Although based on you know, early indications and reporting from shippers, it looks like the carryover from 18 to 19 might be about 30% less than what we saw in week 17 which would be a good sign, uh, you know, it'll free up some capacity for, for current week orders going into week 20. Um, as I said, unfortunately, we don't have that kind of visibility for what we expect CP's performance to be, but we don't have any reason to believe that it will be materially worse or better than what we've been seeing in recent weeks. Okay, thanks, Milt. And uh, certainly uh, this, uh, the low order fulfillment numbers have, have been a concern. It, it ultimately impacts the shippers quite a lot as far as uh, execution of, of the kind of grain they need to move to get to the port when they need to move there. Um, generally in December, we start to move into the winter months, uh, traditionally the winter months, and we start to see some changes in the, in the overall supply chain, like Thunder Bay and, and shifting of some of, the, of uh, the movements to the West Coast. Uh, going forward, as, we, as we're heading into the winter season, uh, what are some of those key issues we should look forward to? Two in particular that I would highlight at this moment in time. One is, uh, and probably the most significant, is the pending closure of the seaway, which means that uh, shipments to Thunder Bay will effectively come to an end, probably by the third week of December or thereabouts. Uh, The impact of that will be twofold. One is it will uh, further raise the importance or the profile of the West Coast ports. 
um, Prince Rupert and Vancouver for export shipments from the prairies. And it will also have the effect of, of shifting eastbound volumes of grain, which despite the closure of Thunder Bay do continue throughout the winter. They just happened to go directly to Eastern Canada by rail to the uh, elevators located on the St. Lawrence Seaway. In addition to that, winter, which uh, begins December 1, according to the railway calendar uh, and their grain plans, which they publish every year, will result uh, in the railways reducing their commitments on a weekly basis with respect to the supply of empty hopper cars by about 20%. So through the fall and in the spring, uh, the railways, according to their plans, commit to about 5,800 cars per week, railway supplied cars um, each. But in the winter months, December, January, February, and March, that commitment drops to about 4,500 cars per week. I'm not sure if this is going to align with any reduction in demand from shippers, but that certainly is going to be the lower level of uh, committed rail capacity coming from CN and CP starting this month. Okay, thanks, Milt. It's always a bit more challenging for grain movement in winter, and these are things we'll be watching out for. Uh, thanks for joining us, Milt. Uh, for those interested in seeing the ATC reports, please go to agtransportcoalition.com. And we also welcome your, your questions. So if you have any questions for us that you want us to cover on future podcasts, feel free to hit us up, direct message on Twitter. All right. Talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.